0: Hello there, my name is Rick.
1: Ciao, my name's Millie.
0: And this is episode 40.
1: Quaranta.
0: Of season 3. Tre. Of young Did you almost forget the name? I almost, forget. Yeah. No, I
1: almost forgot that I'm part of that.
0: <laughs> I almost said of <laughs> Donnie B. Oh. So it, obviously it's been a while. Anyway, cue the theme song. Season 3, could it be? Donnie B, who is he? Just another bit of history that we're gonna get to know In a brand new little season of Young's Ago A father and a daughter putting on a show Finding out about people from Yonks Ago Y-O-N-K-S Ago Y-O-N-K-S Ago Fact or fiction? We don't know Y-O-N-K-S Ago All right, here we are. Season 3, episode 40. Woo! Season
1: 3, episode 40. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) It
0: is. So I just did my 400th episode of uh, How About This, my other podcast. Yeah. And 40th episode. Go listen right now. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. I mean, we're just wrapping up Donnie B's life. You get it. He stopped playing cricket and he became irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, The end. Uh, (laughs) But we're going to deep dive into that as best we can. Uh, But before we do that, stop the podcast, go listen to episode 400 (laughs) of How About This. If you've never heard an episode, perfect place to jump in. Yeah. You won't get any of the references.
1: And do you know, when you started that podcast, Hmm? 2014. (gasps) 2014. What's that mean? Well, episode 40, 400. Oh, there's how a four does, in 2014. I was, just thinking, <laughs> was just tying it back to the fours. Oh the, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, how does
0: 20 and or 14 tie, or 2014? It's just the number four you were drawing attention to. Yeah. It's a, it's a long bow, I'll call that. Um, but it counts. It counts.
1: I try my best. Mate,
0: the number four is All Around Us.
1: Do you know what season's after season three?
0: Season Four. four. What? What? <laughs> this is unstoppable—an unstoppable scourge of fours uh, plaguing us in a delightful way. Do you know what's what's a delightful plague? Like when something's like uh, all around you and like nonstop, but it's like nice. Like
1: um,
0: you know, when it's bad, it's a plague. It's plaguing me. Yeah, yeah. What's the good version of plaguing something?
1: Well, maybe when it's like I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> oh, I have to think when about it's that. All around. Yeah. Maybe like a bit of um. Rain in the sunshine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just need a catchy way to encapsulate that. Like something's plaguing me. Something's rain in the sunshining me. <laughs> I like r-
1: rain in the sunshine. It's really nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. The rain is all Gives around. you a rainbow. That's the only thing I could think of.
0: Um, so, look, this is probably, most likely, um, although we can waffle on, so who knows, probably the last episode of this, uh, season three, that mm-hmm. we've, I mean, it's, it's been a long time in the making. Um, when did we reckon? When did we start season three? A while ago. Last Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. We did it the whole time I was in Sydney, so we'd started it before I was oh my in God, Sydney. On
1: Zoom for real.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's been through a lot this season yeah. three, um, and we've well and truly turned against the protagonist of this season. Don Bradman. Yeah, he, he fell off. But. <laughs> yeah. But in many ways, that's kind of fun. We've been, you know, we yeah. we were 100% behind Ned Kelly. We were on board um, Nancy Wake. and For the you, most part. And Donnie B just became our villain. We needed a villain. Yeah. Didn't Season we? three
1: gives villainy. Villainy vibes. <laughs>
0: um, and... So, let's, let's wrap him up so we can be done with this, yep. um, this villain from yonks ago. <laughs> um, so, when we last left him, he'd played his final um, proper test match uh, in England. Can't even remember how it wrapped up. I'm sure he won. Yeah, whatever. Classic Donny B. <laughs> um, on the boat trip home, Bradman was approached by a representative of Payne's Sweets, who wanted him and some other players to appear in Australian newspaper ads Advertising their their sweeties. (laughs) Um, Because nothing says sweeties like high-level cricket players. (laughs) Um, Sweeties rhymes with diabetes. Coincidence? No. (laughs) The Payne's representative was surprised that Bradman did not negotiate a bigger deal for himself. He refused to take more than his teammates. Well, well, well. What's happened to Donny B.? That's
1: out of character for him It is
0: Maybe he was counting on some sort of shifty deal in the back end Uh, Even though he was the leader and arranged the agreements Um, So yeah, so the rep was surprised Because he'd obviously heard about Donnie B and his shady deals He's like, Donnie B's definitely going to want at least eight slices of this pie uh, Before he even starts showing the pie to anyone else uh, so, surprise, surprise. But yeah. then, a few weeks later when they arrived home, the pains man flew to Adelaide to sign the contract and give Bradman his um, his surprisingly low payment. <laughs> but Bradman said he couldn't go on with it. Uh, mm. Did not give a reason. Sus. The pains man had drawn the cheque and urged him to take it, but he refused. He said, give the money to charity, which was where the money went. Hmm. Strange. Well, you think, What? why did he have to give the money to anyone? Like, surely the paint.
1: Sure, yeah, if, they, the, if he didn't do it.
0: I bet that, that Payne's man got back to the head office and he went, oh, Don Brammer didn't sign. And I went, oh, that's a shame. Oh, well, at least we've still got that money. And, they went, and he went, oh, no, Don told me to give it to charity. He's like, yeah, but you you didn't, right? <laughs> like, what? We didn't get it's that not ad. His, It's <laughs> not his money. Like, he, he did nothing. So
1: we don't have the advertisement. <laughs> we don't have Don Brammer and we've lost the money. <laughs> that's right.
0: That guy lost his job for sure. What's Don telling him to give the money to charity for? That's not how that works. Because when all you Don's don't take
1: plan, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll, <laughs> I'll
1: suck him in, and then I'll yeet away last minute."
0: Ah, uh, that is uh, again. Don Bradman's taken something that should have been uh, good, and he's ruined it for everyone, <laughs> except for the charity. Yeah, ch- yeah. Who are like, thanks, whoever you are, <laughs> mystery pains man. <laughs> um, now someone speculated that they thought Don Bradman knew he was about to be knighted. Um, and so he. Did he, he could, get knighted? So he could hardly appear in a newspaper ad selling sweets. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> a cricket player, yes, that makes sense. Cricket player, sweets. It all adds yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. But a knighted a cricket? Knight? No, sir. As if knights don't be having those sweeties. Not on. Not on their life. It's one of the rules of knighthood. <laughs> yeah. As the knife, as the sword comes in on the shoulder, will you renounce sweets? <laughs> yes, that, you have to agree to that. Otherwise, they chop your head off.
1: It's because if you have sweets at night, then you get bad dreams.
0: Ah, and that's you can't be a knight if, yeah. if your nights are ruined. Mm-hmm. Your nights have to be blissfully um, sleep filled and delightful. Um, so, look. That's probably why he didn't even bother negotiating a bigger fee. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm never I'm doing this ad. <laughs> so once again, a, a brief glimmer of something that might have been, uh, you know, not villainy. Probably based in villainy.
1: <laughs> Did the other cricketers end up doing it though?
0: Probably not. He probably cost them all their jobs. Classic Donny B. Because he's like, I'm going to be a knight. Screw you guys. Screw he you was guys. organizing it all. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no way they're going to go through with whatever ad they had. They obviously had Don yeah. Donny B front and centre, and when he's gone, who's, who they nah? They went. This whole thing's <laughs> over. We lost all the money.
1: <laughs>
0: Bloody hell! Uh, so then um, he did a, his final round of farewell matches, his last bit of cricket in his career. But they were all just like exhibition matches. So he did yeah. his his farewell testimonial match at the MCG. In December 1948, scored 123 meaningless runs. <laughs> Whatever. Who's going to get Donny B out in his f- farewell testimonial <laughs> That's game? What I'm saying. So uh, 53,000 people came to watch him score 123 joke junk <laughs> runs. They were bowling underarm. Yeah. It was useless. Uh, then in February 1949, he played a testimonial match for Alan Kippax, for the Kipper. Oh. oh, they must have made up. <laughs> um, and Bert Oldfield, lovable Bert Oldfield. Uh, in Sydney. So, he turned up for those two, yeah. at least. He hit a fast 53 in <laughs> f- in front of 41,575. So, you know, the crowd's a little smaller in New South Wales for yeah. some reason. Um, and then finally, in March 1949, it was Adelaide's turn to see Bradman in a state game, South Australia versus Victoria. And wow. this was a testimonial for Arthur Richardson, who we don't know much about. Who's that? Oh, just, a, just some bloke. Some bloke. And he made... A top score of 30. <laughs> he really just coasted home, really. Didn't, d- didn't even turn up. Um, in South Australia's first innings, uh, and then he injured his ankle fielding and couldn't Yeah, bat in right. the second. He did.
1: Yeah, right, he did. <laughs>
0: um, and so that was the last of uh, his, um, his proper cricket. His career was now finished, and as if to mark the delineation between his playing days and what would follow, he was knighted in recognition of his service to cricket and to the Commonwealth Sporting links, So the title Sir was bestowed upon him, Sir Don Brad... Sir the Don- Donald.
1: Donald? His name's Donathan. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Donathan Bradman.
0: Um, uh, so Sir Donathan Bradman... Um, got the got the title of sir which further you know separated him from the sportsman of the era and added to the mystique of his performance and standing and enhanced his legend um, uh, so let's just go over what happened next he ended up becoming he was friends with uh, Robert Menzies I think maybe our um, uh, Jesse Jesse was a cousin of uh, Menzies maybe I think they mentioned yeah. that earlier yeah so family links to Menzies mm-hmm. um, he was a Liberal Prime Minister. He'd just become Prime Minister in 1949 when Bradman had left the game. And Menzies felt Bradman would make an excellent ambassador and asked him if he would be interested in the position of Australian High Commissioner in London. A plum uh, diplomatic role in London. And Bradman would have been chuffed with that position because he kind of had a semi-ambassador role in his cricketing life when he was over in London. He was going to all the functions. Mm. He was living the diplomatic um, <laughs> ambassador life anyway as uh, test captain. Uh, so it was just a hop, skip and a jump to mm. make that a formal position. And um, he was he was quite happy to say, yes, I, I, I'd love to do that. But unfortunately, um, our man Robbie Menzies got cold feet. Um, uh, the power brokers in the Liberal Party said, are you mad? <laughs> because a little bit of a political lesson for you, Millie. Strap your your thinking cap on. Um, These plum political positions that are largely easily done and ceremonial in, in nature, like the ambassadorial roles, the Australian High Commissioner in London role, they're useful tools for your career politician to reward people who've supported you with that role, here's a sweet, cushy job. Or to get rid of people who are agitating against you. Mm-hmm. So if there's someone in your party who's like causing trouble for you and you're in a position to... You're dishing. It. So if you're the prime minister and you want to get rid of this person, rather than in a, in a positive way, you can get rid of them. And say, oh, I'm making you the Australian High Commissioner mm, in London.
1: Yeah, get stuff get to London. To London <laughs>
0: yeah. And you know you've got to accept the role because yeah. it's an honour. Yeah. Um, and you've got to do what you're told. Yeah. But basically, you just they're getting rid of you, um, I see. and they're saying you want to take this sweet sweet tool at your disposal, this <laughs> weapon in your armory and give it to Don Bradman, which will achieve nothing for you politically apart from people who go, oh, yeah, that's nice. But you're not going to be able to use it as, a, as yeah. a weapon, which you should be using it as, um, to lure people to your side or to punish people who are against you. Yeah. So, you know, once they laid that out to Menzies, he was like, fair enough, sorry, Don, you um, I was. Don
1: giving a bit of taste of his own medicine. He, that's right. So
0: life now post cricket, already he's not getting what he wants. And what's he going to do? Threaten to not play cricket? You're already yeah. not playing cricket, idiot. So I think he's starting to learn that life post cricket might not be all, um, all Donathan based sweet, sweet rides. Um, so he missed out on that. And then, look, in 1951. Poly- polio myelitis oh is, uh, which sounds like polio to me, yeah. uh, struck South Australia in force. So that, you know it was it was there it was it was mm. spreading through the masses, <laughs> and among the victims was the uh, admittedly athletically gifted twelve-year-old. John Bradman. No.
1: Little John. Did they have had a rough trot, kid-wise? Didn't they? Yeah.
0: They had... um, Wasn't
1: he already a sickly child or was that No, I think her
0: sister, Shirley, was sick in some way. Like some sort of retardation or something like that. I can't remember what the specific wording was, but there's definitely some sort of um, impact... Uh, a learning disability associated with Shirley. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had the miscarriage to start with. Yeah. Uh, and now, John, their golden boy, athletically gifted, looking like he's about to follow in the footsteps yeah. of, of Jonathan. Um, Jonathan Bradman's got the polio. Um, and so Don was forced to give up many uh, of his duties. Jessie looked after Jonathan, of course. She Obviously. did all the duties. Yeah. Um, and Don was forced to give up some of his interstate duties. So he had oh, to <laughs> stay home. Couldn't be national selector for a while. John John spent a year in a steel frame in his room. Oh, dear. Um, Jessie said, uh, in their living room, a steel frame in the living room. And they both bathed him and gave him therapy every day. Okay. Just getting John, Jonathan Bradman through the worst of it. Um at the end of this period of anxiety John recovered.
1: Oh, let's go. Oh, Jonathan. I'm worried for him.
0: He went on to be an outstanding 120-yard hurdler.
1: Okay. Setting a
0: state record for the event.
1: Nice.
0: The ex- um okay so the experience was a reminder of the gulf between the reality of life and the artifice of legend. So, obviously, the image of Don Bradman um, and the mystique around him is that he was an untouchable, you know, um, sporting icon, but the, his life was, you know, you know, beset with all these trials and tribulations mm-hmm. um, and that he and Jesse in private were having more than the usual number of family tragedies and challenges. And again, and it must be said, thank, thank goodness they do make a point of reminding us of this. Jesse was the family's rock Too during... Right. Uh, this, uh, another personal crisis, you know? Mm-hmm. Jesse to the rescue. We can all agree that. The Jescu. Uh, ooh,
1: nice.
0: <laughs> She's coming to I the like Jescu that. time and time again.
1: Countless times.
0: Um, I don't think uh, Don would have got through many things in the 30s and 40s, like his own illnesses that he made no, up. He
1: no, he, we wouldn't know him today. No, without,
0: without everything that yeah. uh, Jesse did coming to the Jescu. She is a magnificent <laughs> person. Is what they want you to know about uh, Jessica Jess, uh, Bradman. Um, it is a common thought about Jesse, uh, whose strength through all their problems was also Don's strength. Like they're just they're really hard, <laughs> but so they should. It's <laughs> because uh, they
1: didn't do it for the whole book, they've saved like, right to oh, the yeah, end. Jesse was there, but how good's yeah. Don? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they hated being apart from each other for long periods, of course, because his life would fall apart. She's doing most of the, his work for him. Whenever he's, she's not there, he's, he's like, Don, where's the article it'd you were supposed bit, to write? It'd
1: be a bit sus if they loved being a part
0: <laughs> yeah, A. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, though, but any periods of extended um, separation were over with, with his retirement because now when he travelled to England for more than a couple of weeks, she would go with him. Um, uh, and so, look, they were just always together, having the yeah. best of times. Slay jack. Uh, then Bradman's own health in 1954 – Fled up again. His back uh, and his fibrositis. So he's imaginary diseases because you know why? Because he wanted to quit the broking firm, which yeah. he did. He got out um, and he just became like an investor in other companies where he didn't have to go turn up or do any yeah. work. Um, so he sold out of the broking business, claiming, "Oh my back, yeah, oh, I can't. I mean, I'm only forty five, but I'm I'm done." Um, and he ended up uh, with a lot of savvy investments and. Uh, a comfortable uh, He described his circumstances as comfortable I see He had a 10 room ha- home in Kensington Oh, I'll
1: grab a 10 room home
0: uh, But he was irritated <laughs> By false rumours, Millie oh, dear. Don't believe the rumours I'll
1: believe them That
0: he had become a millionaire Lies
1: well, of course, he's a millionaire. He loves, Lies he he's says, stealing money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. um, uh, and now he's in the book publishing game. He's publishing a lot of books, and then he's a, he's a national selector, and he uh, gets cricket up and running. He encourages uh, the team under Richie Benno, <gasps> the voice of cricket, oh. uh, who was the captain in uh, you know year 1958 59 era, to start playing attractive, fast paced cricket, Ooh, um, and which they do. Uh and Austral you know, the Australian cricket starts to get fairly um well received during this era. And then we get into the the 1970s. Okay, Don's, your Don, era, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, go. Just just before my era. This is 1970, 71. Okay. And um our man uh Don Bradman has got a uh he's excited about a plan uh to get the Australian public excited uh about you know a new uh test series in Australia he wants to bring over the South African test team now this is 1970 70, uh 70, mm-hmm. 71 72 i think or 1970 around yeah so 71 72 He's got a plan to bring over the Springboks, as they're called, the Australian Test Green, uh, the South African Test team. Which I don't know if you know your history. Uh, controversial move by the Don, by Donathan, mm-hmm. because this is during the apartheid era, mm-hmm. where uh, a lot of um, uh, you know political uh, people in the know are starting to agitate for change mm-hmm. in the uh, apartheid ruled uh, South Africa, and uh, a lot of this is eventuating in uh, sporting boycotts. Yeah. Uh, England have already cancelled a tour by the Springboks saying, uh, not until you change your rules mm-hmm. um, politically. Yeah. We, we can't support you or your test team. Um, Don's a bit sad about this. Uh, the stats in Australia <laughs> read that about 65 uh, to 70% of Australians would support a South African test team. They, they'd turn up. They'd come and watch it. But a lot of the more, um, you know, I guess Donathan would, describe them as the vocal minority they're saying this is absurd <laughs> how dare the, the this is a terrible turn of events Jonathan um and Don himself ends up going to see a rugby game in <laughs> with the South African um, ambassador he went to a rugby test in 1970. Uh, And he says, the ground was protected by barbed wire barricades and the police were ready for things such as smoke bombs and flares. But the barricades didn't stop the protesters. They invaded the arena and he went away convinced that it would be impossible to police a cricket match. There would be violence. Mm. Any game would be ruined and cricket would be the worse for it. So he decided, uh, despite um, a statistical amount of support Mm -hmm. by the Australian public for the test tour, that he should cancel it. Oh, tough, tough call from the from the Donathan, but he's done it. But this cancellation left a void in 1971, 72, and so Bradman quickly cobbled together a rest of the world team. Whoa. He he, he cherry picked the best players from around the world to come and be the rest of the world to play a series against Australia, and it went gangbusters.
1: Imagine being cherry picked by someone. Yes, to come. that'd be so fun. I want well, I don't want to be cherry picked. Yeah.
0: It'd be um, it'd be sweet. I mean, I guess that's it's uh, sort of what happened when you got on there, like the Australian roller derby team. It's kind of no, like but a I cherry had to pick. try out for that. Yeah, like, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not, the same. not just
1: being well known, just like a, leg- no, a legend at the game. You're
0: right. You're right. Um, uh, and so this season went well. Donathan's ma- making a name for himself as somebody who gets the job done. Um, but it's taking its toll uh, on his family life. In 1972, it became too much.
1: Too much. For, Can't take anymore. For
0: Bradman's son John. Oh dear, no. Jesse describes the situation. She says John was a tutor in law at Adelaide University, just carving out his own niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a league and, uh, and a legal very uh, sorry a legal VIP from the UK was visiting. Ooh. Some in the f- people in the faculty were introduced to him, and when he met John, the person doing the introduction said, and this is the son of Sir Donald Bradman. And that was the last straw for John. He went Ooh. out and changed his name by deep poll to Bradson. Why? Um, John is, is reported as saying, I was popped in a metaphorical glass cage to be peered I at see. or discussed. I am no longer prepared to accept being seriously introduced as simply someone's son. Ooh. I am an individual... Not a social souvenir. He'd had enough. Slay. Though I will say, he, in an effort to uh, rebel against being known as a son, he changed his name to Bradson. Brad
1: <laughs> uh,
0: he changed his name from Man to Bradson. I
1: reckon you should go in the... If you're going to like change your name because you don't want to be attached to that name anymore. Yeah, go big. Go in the... Complete opposite direction. Yeah, don't like change like one letter. Yeah.
0: no, yeah. No, no. John Bradman, John Bradson. I mean, that's a small. It's a I mean, sp-
1: I'm just gonna call. I'm just gonna get confused and be like, oh, this is Don Bradson's yeah. son.
0: Yeah. You just want to turn name. up one day and say, my name is no longer John Bradman. My name is Donald McGillicuddy.
1: Donald McDonald. <laughs>
0: John, John. You call me Donald McDonald. Always, never shorten it. Never say one of the names and not the other. I'm always Donald McDonald. And they're all, all right, John McDonald, I like your moxie. He's like, that's my middle name, but you don't have to say that. John Moxie McDonald. Do we
1: know what Don Bradman's middle name was? Do we ever find that out? It's we probably, probably did. It's probably John. John <laughs> yeah, Don, checks John, out. Don John
0: Bradman. Um, all right, so Jonathan's taking control of his own life. Uh John, John, <laughs> John McDonald has taken control of his own life. Um, but the success of the Rest of the World Tour... Caused ructions in the cricket world because... What
1: does ructions mean?
0: Like trouble. Oh, like, I
1: like that word. Like
0: tremors. I mean,
1: ooh, ructions.
0: Because <laughs> um, uh, this was the uh, inspiration for Kerry Packer, um, who was a media owner at the time. He owned uh, Channel 9. Uh, he wanted to buy the rice to, telify, to televise test cricket. Um, uh, but the Australian Cricket Board, who Donathan uh, Bradman was uh, a member of... Mm-hmm. Uh didn't give it to Kerry Packer. They gave it to ABC, the ABC, which was the government network. Um, mm-hmm. And at this stage, the cricketers were disgruntled already because at, during the 1975 test match, they were being paid $400 a game. That was their match payments, which at that time, it's not a lot of money. I mean, it's money, but it's not a lot of money. Like it's not enough money considering how many people are coming through mm. the gate, How many? how many – how many people are making sweet bank from yeah. the game? The people actually playing the game weren't doing amazing from it. Yeah. Um, and so they're getting a little bit disgruntled. Kerry Packer's Pack now annoyed that he got snubbed. And so he puts together his own series of cricket called World Series Cricket because he's got he's got cash. He's yeah. like, I'll, I'll pay you money. <laughs> come play for me. Yeah, um, let's go. And he's got the one day. He's he's working on his one day format, uh, day night matches. You know. So. Wait, did he
1: come up with these?
0: I think so. I think there? I think one day matches were already being played, but not at the highest level I really, see. yeah, and not in any serious way. Um, but he's like, let's focus on this fifty over game. Yeah. Um, everyone, you know the. the the games decided in one day. Let's let's put it day-night matches under lights. Mm. Put it on tally. Everyone's a winner. And he went. And he again. He cherry picked from around the world. He got he got teams together, uh, and through a lot of you know a lot of graft, a lot of a lot of problems, it it, it struck a good chord. Mm. Uh, and the Australian Cricket Board ended up having to um, negotiate a, a deal where everyone could be be happy again. <laughs> Um, and so Kerry Packer got the rise to broadcast Test cricket because of this, and, and cricket got the use of the one-day format. So everyone got a little something out yeah. of out of what was known as World War Three in cricket circles at that time. Whoa. the battle the battle of World Series cricket. Um, and Don Don Bradman was you know he was. Again, the villain probably, or on the yep. on the wrong side of that <laughs> one, uh, as far as the cricketers were concerned, he was saying, "Shut up and play cricket," and they were like, "But we just want oh. some more money," which Don Donathan himself yeah. had agitated for back in I his know. day. Um, and then, look, he kept a once his cricketing life sort of um, petered out, his um, his administrative side, his selecting side, he just kept a pretty quiet. He kept a quiet mm. life to himself. Him and Jesse. Um, When this book was written, he was still alive, so I I don't even know when he actually died. Um,
1: When was this book written?
0: um, Couldn't even tell you. (laughs) Um, But look, here's the final thing. Biochemist Charles Davies recently argued, scientifically at least, that Bradman was the greatest sportsman, not just cricketer, of all time. But this is based... uh, Davies looked at the best cricketers and found that his test average of 99.94 runs um, is... More than fifty percent higher than that of the next best players, uh, who are around the sixty. 60 I don't know mark. how
1: we got that average because, from my memory, like
0: yeah.
1: he was always just okay. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> no, he got some. He got some I big. I
1: don't remember when he.
0: You got he a got a lot got, of big, big knocks. Okay, and some <laughs> not outs. You know, which always helps your average. Yeah. But um, yeah, look. So look, uh, what we've learned, I think, from this book um, is: was Don a freak? As the stats suggest, was he so much better than every mm. other batsman who's ever played the game? Every other batter who's ever been out there? Was he so freakishly good and better than anyone else that it's it almost defies logic? Because according to um, this biochemist, Davies, uh, his stats were so good when you factor everything in. That it would take... Why
1: is the biochemist looking at the stats?
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: like a... I'd think he'd like, be examining his body yeah, parts. Yeah, no, so just like, the stats. He's got a massive heart. <laughs> nah, like... Just pure stats. <laughs> okay. He's just got 99.94.
0: Like, I
1: could look at the stats and be like, <laughs> yeah, his stats are good. <laughs> what do you mean? A
0: biochemist. I don't do know. What do you want, Charles Davies? <laughs> yeah, I think he was just doing his lunch break. <laughs> yeah, what he just happened take. to be a biochemist. <laughs> Um but he reckons you would have to go for another for 100,000 years before finding another cricketer um who would hit that uh, level it was a one in 10 he was a one in 10 billion player. I was
1: talking nonsense. Yeah. yeah.
0: But what I'm saying is is that even is is that the most sensible explanation or as as, as we've discovered yeah. was he just a good player who in the right place at the right time found exactly. himself in a situation where a lot of people, including players that he was playing against, benefited from him being out there batting, mm-hmm. uh, and if the bowlers whose job it is to get you out are going to make more money uh, by you not going out, yeah, is that the reason your stats are so good? You'd have to say yes. Because
1: yes. um, he was kind of average. Like I when feel he was like. Into it.
0: Bloody biochemist could have figured that out. With <laughs> yeah. uh, we, uh, you know, we've done forty a uh, forty episode, light-hearted I mean, deep no, dive. I'm no biochemist, but <laughs> and,
1: I yeah, believe that this is the yeah, truth. And
0: everything we've read just paints that picture. That he, yes, he was a good player. Yeah, who was exciting enough at the time that that the um he generated excitement, and that then generated was a self self perpetuating yeah. stats machine. Where because he was uh, a good cricketer, probably as good as the people who get like whose averages were sixty, which seems to be the benchmark of all the rest yeah. of the very very good cricketers, fifty five to sixty averages. Mm-hmm. You'd think if he was he was probably at that level, but was fortunate enough to be in the epicenter of a perfect storm uh, that resulted in him uh, batting on and on and on. Yeah. Um, so myth busted. Exactly. We've taken forty episodes, and it took a biochemist uh, for us to say Don Bradman myth busted. Yeah. You were a you're a pretty good batter, elevated beyond your station because of circumstances, and, had and an excellent wife and Jesse. Basically, Jesse got you where you are today.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, and anyone who disagrees with me, start your own podcast. Yeah. We oh, don't care no, no It's not our problem Biochemist or not like. <laughs> yeah. Was he a 1 in 10 billion player Absolutely not Or just pretty good Yeah
1: <laughs> I don't see him getting cherry picked From around the world
0: Nah <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I mean, he, he was oh, doing. Oh, hey. he was doing
1: the cherry picking. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> but still,
0: who cherry picks the cherry pickers? Yeah. That's the real question.
1: Biochemist Dave. Um,
0: and so, I think that's a suitable place to put a full stop in the the Donathan Bradman uh, story. The man we've grown to know and hate <laughs> <laughs> over the course of forty episodes. But, you know, we got Jess, Jessica Jescu Bradman. And we got
1: to know Archie Jackson.
0: Archie Jackson was the, legend. the real MVP. Yeah.
1: He got killed off way too early. Yeah.
0: He got Bradman. Yeah. 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 Poss- possibly <laughs> murdered, was, as we he discovered. He
1: was the real one in a billion. If yeah. you look at his biochemistry, <laughs> yeah. you would know.
0: Murdered by the boil giving Bradman. Yeah. Um, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, it was a fun season three. We've, we haven't dealt with someone who we've um, turned against yet, and so it's fun to do that.
1: Well, we a little bit turned against Nancy, but yeah, but we were on board for the most part. Like it was in the last. But we also episodes. knew she wouldn't care. Yeah, <laughs>
0: she would. She'd welcome it. Yeah, <laughs> she'd be like, "I, I would hate a podcast where they just liked me." Boo. <laughs> um, so season four is next on the agenda. Yeah. We had a little chat about it, and um, just before we started, just making snap decisions, bit of sizzle.
1: Yeah,
0: we're going um, way back in time. We've we've we felt like we've we've done some yonks, but we've all been in the same vicinity. There's been crossover. I feel like where they all could have been alive at the same time, even.
1: Yeah, like Ned Kelly was out furthest away, furthest yonks ago. Yeah, Um, and that wasn't that was how many.
0: Whatever. So we thought we'd go super yonks. Yeah. Or at least I assume it's super yonks. I don't I have even know. No idea. <laughs> because we've realised neither of us know that much about this historical figure that we're going to learn about. We know, uh, you know, just the barest, uh, big ticket items. Um, so, we're hoping there's a story there. We assume mm-hmm. there is. I'm hoping I can find some facts. I've done no research no. As, as yet. Um, but it's okay. S- we'll
1: just see where it, see where it leads yeah, us. Yeah,
0: whatever. It could be a short season because I might only be able to find yeah. the stuff that we basically already know, which isn't much. I don't
1: know anything.
0: So, Millie's coming out a very blank <laughs> slate. So, you probably, whatever you know, hopefully we'll be able to provide a little bit more, but also we'll flesh it out with nonsense. <laughs> So uh, even if there aren't that many facts, there will be by the time we're finished with Ooh. her. Um, uh, and so she uh, has been chosen as the subject of season four of Yonks ago, Whoa. And uh, I have look to forward say
1: four in Italian every episode. That's oh. so tricky. That's my worst well, one. You th-
0: I thought three was your worst one.
1: It's also my. <laughs> They're both my.
0: <laughs> so we're going to have to Come hurry to five. through. <laughs> when we get to five, that's where it's all at. But. So I look forward to a deep dive into a little historical figure that everyone knows as Joan of Arc. Whoa! We're going way back. (laughs) Uh, So let's find out what we can about Joan of Arc and see if we can flesh out uh, the facts we already know about her, which for Millie is none. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is where we're going to hit it. When we come back, eventually, in Season 4 of...
1: Yonks Go
0: Get stuffed, Don. <laughs>